Statistics Canada released its July crop production estimate this morning. Brian Voth is president of Farming. So not a surprise, most production estimates down uh, quite substantial from last year. Uh, given uh, the hot and dry conditions over Western Canada this year, no, no real surprise there. Um, you know, all wheat number came in at 22.9 million tons, slightly more than the trade estimate at 22.6. Uh, obviously, a lot of eyes on the spring wheat aspect, which came in at 16.1 versus the trade estimate at 15.9. So pretty close. Um, slightly better than what the trade was expecting. Obviously, a lot of eyes on the canola number uh, came in at 14.7 million tons versus the trade of 14.1. That one, I will say, when you look at the provincial breakdowns, they're still using a, a 35 bushel yield estimate for Manitoba. That does look a little bit suspect. Um, I mean, yields have been all over the map, so it's really hard to come up with an overall number, but kind of seems a little bit questionable to see a 35 bushel yield average in Manitoba. Um, so I'll put a little bit of an asterisk around that number yet. Oats, uh, 3 million tons, basically bang on what the trade was expecting. Barley at 7.8, again, was slightly higher than the trade at 7.4. Uh, and then some of the minor crops, lentils at 1.9, was slightly lower than trade expectations at 2.1. Flax at 416,000 tons versus the trade at 448. And peas at 2.6 versus the trade at 2.9. So for the most part, the numbers were actually... Uh, very close to expectations um, on either side, and I think it's interesting to see that you know this was a this was satellite-based uh, estimates, not survey-based. And it is always, I think, important to differentiate between those two. But it, I think, it does show that satellite imagery is a good option or a good tool for using for estimating yields. That said, there's always the case where you know you get fields that, from a growth aspect, look poor and still actually have a decent yield or vice versa look really good and they didn't fill out and they don't have the yield on there. So I think there's going to be an interesting comparison between this and the final production numbers in December when they come out. But again, across the board, not really a surprise to see, you know, roughly a 30% drop in yield this year versus last year. Um, I think most, most of the trade had penciled in, you know, between 30 to 35%. Some of the more extreme ones were thinking more like 50%. I think that was maybe a little bit premature to put out a number like that. But again, no matter how you look at it, it's going to be a small crop. We're going to have to see rationing going on in Canada to get us through till, till next fall. That was Brian Voth with Intellifarm Inc. recapping this morning's Stats Canada crop production reports. Also of note, soybean production is projected to decrease 8.4% year over year to 5.8 million tonnes. Saskatchewan released its first quarter financial update last week, which showed the government's support for the ag sector to address the province's widespread drought condition. Golden West Radio's Maury Robleski caught up to Saskatchewan's finance minister, Donna Harpower, to talk about the increase in agriculture support and how it's affecting the province's financial picture. We are now projecting at the first quarter an increase in our, our budgetary deficit by $126.5 million, which brings our total deficit that we're projecting right now to $2.74 billion. Um, it is all can be contributed to our support for our agriculture producers. As everyone knows, um, we are having a very, very challenging year. 
for our agriculture sector. So we are projecting that our crop insurance claims will be up an additional $588 million from where we projected in the budget, as well as we introduced a week and a half ago a livestock um, support program, which is cost-shared with the federal government, but the provincial government contribution is $119 million. We'll always be there for agriculture producers. Um, they are the backbone of our province, to be sure. But even though this has increased our, our deficit for this particular uh, budget, other indicators and other revenue sources in our budget are extremely strong. So there's a lot of good news there as well. Our resource revenues, uh, we're projecting are up $360 million from where we had first projected in our budget. And so that... Um, has definitely helped the deficit to keep it as low as, as possible. And we've also had additional transfers from the federal government that was announced in their budget, but uh, wasn't announced in time for us to include in our budget, so we've included those now. So there's a lot of uh, really positive things happening in our province, and, and I believe we are um, well advanced in our recovery. We've had almost $10 billion dollars uh, private sector investment commitments um, in canola crush plants. There's been three major uh, investment announcements there. We have a, a helium facility that's been announced. And, of course, close to home is uh, the BHP announcement on how they're going to advance to their next phase. So all of those um, initiatives as they move forward is going to help stimulate our economy initially in construction and construction jobs but then uh, they'll all translate into good um, full-time jobs and employment within our province. For Golden West, I'm Maury Rublaski. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email the farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Ag Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.